to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you Hello and welcome to your space podcast about Zerg and Buzz Lightyear. I'm Tony Pascal and you're listening to Zergcast. I'm Josh Whitehead too. Um, and this is not that. This is our show on the front porch with us, your regular Disney podcast, where sometimes the we talk Empire about, has struck back. We talk about Zerg. And deep into the space, uh, there are asteroids coming into Zerg's uh, layer, and inside the asteroids, Buzz Lightyear is hiding behind one of the asteroids so that he can crash into the planet and destroy it. This is not a joke, Tony. I I actually was wondering. This is sort of like uh, pulling back the cor- curtain for a second. Uh, I was wondering if, since we're doing all these Toy Story movies in a row, are we planning on doing uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Cadet? What's that? That's the the animated movie that came in between Toy Story uh, 2 and Toy Story 3. That, <laughs> that was about, about Buzz Lightyear and his friends during, in the Academy. Oh, hell no. For sure not. <laughs> oh, oh, I think we are, actually. Absolutely not. Definitely not doing that. I think I think we should do it as a short episode in between, uh, <laughs> in between Toy Stories. If I'm uh, if I could be so bold. Okay. Uh, well, that sounds so fun, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. look out for that, fans of ours. Yeah, keep an eye out. If it doesn't Wait. happen, report it. Tell Tony. Tweet Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it will definitely be my fault if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not doing it. That's why. <laughs> no, Tony, it's really good. Uh, so this is your your Disney podcast uh, that comes on every two weeks with me and Tony that, as your hosts. Um, yeah, you you probably got confused there because I was really convincing when yeah, I started talking about space talking and about stuff, Zerg, right? Zerg podcast. Um, the Zerg the Zerg cast. You can probably cast about Zerg. You can check out that podcast. Uh, you remember that bit that we used to do all the time, Tony, where we would say check it out on our other podcast. And we had yeah, yeah, we yeah. had one about geese and one about lost and uh and yeah, yeah. one, we about, had one Zerg. about like uh like pigs or something, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I don't remember. we have a lot of podcasts. I think we should bring that bit back. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I think we, we should <laughs> keep, we should do that bit again cuz I really like doing that bit. Check out our our other podcast about Zerg. It's called uh Zerg Hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, I think it's something good. Uh, tip, tip of the ice, Zerg. Ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's definitely do that. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's do a podcast about Zerg called Tip of the Ice, Zerg, please. Let's actually do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, what are we I'm, doing with this dumb Disney podcast? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Zerg podcast. I stand by. We should still do that. Uh, the the, uh, the Don't Get the Pod Wet, the one about Lilo and Stitch, the show. Uh I, I actually have been thinking a lot about that one. I'd be really happy to do that one. Yeah, I would guest star on that with you. You are actually <laughs> a really great host. <laughs> Why? Why can't you just be, be in it? It's okay. Uh, so we're doing Toy Story 2. We did Toy Story 1 last time, and uh, we're back again. Um, and only minutes later... If you listen to that episode and then listen to this episode, we are recording it moments later and definitely not weeks later. Um, Certainly not. So, hey, actually, now that we bring that up, 
go listen to that first one because we're talking about this in a very specific order. Uh, Tony, tell them how we're looking at these movies. In a very specific order. Right. The first one, uh, and then the second one, and then the third one. Right. So, so in that order. So if you go out of order, it's confusing, right? Because right. Uh, we're going to talk about the first one uh, in the second one. Right. You know? So so like basically, we can talk about the first one when we're in the second one, but we can't talk about the second one while we're in the first one kind of thing. So there's a yeah. third there's a third Toy Story out there that we're not going to talk about because we, quote unquote, haven't seen it yet. Um, right. Uh, and actually, we, we said that in the first one, and then I went, went back and actually watched the second one. I was like, holy shit, I actually haven't seen this movie. It's been like, I did not remember any of the stuff in this movie. Yeah, I, I remembered like like vague flashes of some things, and but there's a lot of stuff in this movie. I was like, what the hell is happening here? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> um, I ended up not taking that many notes because I was like actually watching like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember this movie at all. Um I did remember the big creepy chicken man. Um, he is yeah. voiced, voiced by Wayne Knight, by the way. Uh, the same who guy. I totally know who that is. Yep. Now that you now you do. Um, so anyway, we're talking about Toy Story, and this is number two of the the, the Toy Story Palooza. Um, so I guess let's just get right to it. It was made in 1999. Uh, again, directed by John Lasseter. A lot of new voices. We still have Tim Allen and Tom Hanks as the, the top two. John Ratzenberger's in there. Um, Kelsey Grammer plays the prospector. Um, who else? Wayne Knight, like I said, is the, the chicken man. Uh, 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 Joan Cusack is the, 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 the girl, Jessie. Um, a lot of really cool actors. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of this is a this is a star studded cast, and, and it like shows. It it's definitely really fun. Yeah, when when it said Kelsey Grammer at the very beginning, I was like, wait, I have to write that down. Kelsey Grammer, what? And uh, <laughs> I I actually didn't hear it when it was voicing the prospector. I was like, I guess that's Kelsey Grammer. I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, he was uh, <laughs> he was in the box, but he was also recording a Seattle talk show. Um when he was in that box. <laughs> let's uh let's pause and watch let's let, let's talk about this movie. Unless you want to like make up other podcasts that we can we can talk we could uh we could, like do like a recycling podcast. Recycling podcast? Yeah like a podcast about recycling. Okay, what would you call it? Um uh, um Be kind reuse uh sure yeah I like it. I love it. Um we could do a podcast about uh, pausing when, okay. in mid episode. We could hey, a pause and pause. We could call it uh, pause for pause. True and, story. I was looking around the room trying to think of something funny to say, and I saw a recycling bin, and I was like, "That'd be hilarious." You didn't. <laughs> get, I did. You didn't let me explain my my joke about pause for pause. We're both. Um, no, I intel- instead both told you why my joke was so shitty. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both cats in that uh, in that that podcast. Um, anyway, unpause. Um, unpause. You you assumedly watched this movie, um, and also went back and listened to the first episode uh, that we did about Toy Story. So Tony, yes, uh, right off the bat, I have uh, I've got some things that I wrote down from this one that 
were like topics of conversation in the first one that I thought about in the yeah. first one that I wasn't yeah. allowed to say. Okay. So like, for example, when we brought up Wreck-It Ralph, I thought that this store looked a lot like uh, looked a lot like the same type of animation as the, the, the arcade. That was what actually came to my mind. Uh, okay. I, cu- I couldn't say that. Um, uh, do you still think that after rewatching it? I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also want to go back, to circle back around to the fact that uh, some of the the toys, when they're made, don't know that they're actually toys. They think that they're whatever they are. Uh in this case, the Buzz Light years. All of the Buzz Light years are fucking nuts. Yeah, so something definitely went wrong here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, um, and well, and it's the same the, thing with the Prospector and Jesse, right? And the horse. Like you would think that a horse would think to be anything other than a horse. Like if a dinosaur can be anything other than a dinosaur, then why can't a horse not true. be a horse? It's so true that uh, that that horse could have been anything. A if horse is a horse, of course, <laughs> but. He just he just neighs and he like runs fast. Yeah, he clippity clops. He runs really fast. He runs faster than RC. Yeah, he can keep up the with first an airplane. One. He runs so fast. Yeah. Uh, he he's he's impressive to say the least. He, that's why he's Woody's horse. Um, yeah, the most rootinest tootinest uh, uh, horse in the West. So like, the thing is that the prospector and Jesse know that they're toys though, right? Like. The Buzz Lightyear, there's something wrong with the Buzz Lightyears in particular to make them all think that they are not toys. <laughs> I can't, like, they all have yeah. this, like, crazy delusion. Maybe it's just Buzz Lightyears. Maybe maybe it is, like, a new company, because, like, th- that guy's fucking nuts in every <laughs> one of those things. Yeah, and, like, even the Barbies are, like, like, they, they, they get it, like, they are toys like she's talking like the tour guide barbie is like talking about like the the types of toys that are around yeah, her the so aisles. she knows like yeah yeah she, so it's literally just the buzz light years who are super dumb <laughs> yeah well so and uh, i guess this brings up another question then based on last time is we we came up with this very elaborate theory about how imagination runs the 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 toy right like it the, right. the personality is based around this imagination magic that creates it, right? Right. So, I guess to a certain extent, it, it does track when we meet Wheezy, right? The the penguin that he's like he's running out of uh, ability to do anything because he doesn't have any more imagination magic because it's been on the shelf. Mm, but yeah, at the same time, look at all these toys in the store that have never been opened that have no imagination magic because there's nobody like that buys them so yeah so how, how are they active how is jesse and the prospector active and still being like normal if they don't have people if they don't have imagination associated with them yeah something is wrong with my theory uh certainly so so um, i guess i would like to to adjust the theory very slightly okay okay i think that the longer a toy goes unplayed with, without imagination magic, the more corrupt they get. Ooh, interesting. So that, like, gives the prospector 
Right. Because he, uh, assumedly, he's never been played with, right? He's always been in this box. Yeah. And, like, it it even happens kind of quickly for, for Woody. He gets convinced in, like, the course of a day and a half that Andy will never love him again. Like, that's nuts. So is that... Is that the magic, or is that like, like them like literally like Corrupting. feeling corrupt? Like, like yeah. is it just like the like their like characters going through like a crisis, right? Like, you can imagine. So, like, this show was on in the fifties, right? Based on the like fifties and sixties, based on like what the stuff looks like and what it sounds right. like, right? Or before that, even early fifties, probably. And so, like, like you can imagine if you're on a shelf for you know, at this point, 50 years, 45 years, like, and you have never been open, never been played with, just, like, being bitter, right? Yeah. Jessie, uh, like, in her flashback, we see that she was, like, left behind in the 70s, right? Like, yeah. all of the all of the markers show that she was, like, you know, she was a hot, she was a hot toy in the 70s, like, with this, like, she was with the girl in the 70s, and then, like, she got left in the 70s. Right. Um, late 70s, right? Like, so, like, she's been, like, literally in a box for 30 years at this point. So, like, you can get how she would be super bitter. And then, like, it just seems like Woody's going through a crisis, right? Because he got left on the shelf for the first time ever. Yeah, I think at the same time, he also doesn't want to... He, he feels connected to these people, even though he's never met them before, because they, like, know about him. They know about his yeah. past, or, like, they, yeah. what, what was supposed to be his past. And I think that he feels bad abandoning them when they've already been abandoned, even though he has no reason to feel that way. Yeah. I guess because he, he doesn't want himself to feel abandoned by Andy. He doesn't want to be the person doing that to these these toys that supposedly know him. Um, can, I add, can I add something else here, sure. too? He also... Like, he knows about record players, so he's also been a toy that's been around since the 50s. Well, and they say, like, his mom says, um, like, hey, yeah, he's, he's like, a family heirloom kind of thing. Yeah, he's been, like, in the family for a really long time, which makes you wonder, right, like, does he, like, lose his memory regularly? Does he, like, remember being played with by their mom? I don't know. It is interesting to the, me, because I, I thought the exact like, same thing. I thought, like, also, how is it that he's such a rare toy when there's so many, like, blankets out there with his face on them? Like, or, like, paraphernalia that Andy has in his room that seem like just things that she bought at the store. If he's such a rare toy, then why is that the case? Mm. yeah i don't know so something like maybe they just didn't make a lot of them or whatever right but like yeah or maybe he's of like that in particular condition kind, or whatever well he's certainly not right he's been played with for decades at this point right i don't uh, know i don't know maybe maybe when he got put in storage between like when the mom was playing with andy and then when andy was playing with woody sorry when the mom was playing with woody and then when andy was playing with woody like he like had a a mind like a memory swipe lost because of the lack of imagination magic. What? 
See, that's fine with me. What bugs me is that he's such a rare toy that he's worth like $40,000 or some shit like that. That's stupid. Add another zero. Add another zero. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts to me. Why? How? If he's such a rare toy, then why is it... I don't know. Whatever. Make um, the story go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we get this this intro that's all Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, it's all Star Wars. I wrote down how many Star Wars sounds will they steal... And it was like eight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Um, the the breathing in the helmet, the he shoots the uh the eye thing as it comes out of the um the, the mountainside. And that's yep. a that's like a uh laser sound from Star Wars. They do the, the sound of like lightsabers, they do a whole bunch. Yeah. It's it's very Star Wars. It's very cool. Uh we also see that like uh, Buzz has new new features. We already knew he could glow in the dark, but we've not really seen it before. But then he gets anti-gravity. He can float, which is crazy. And it's all a super beautiful video game. Like, super high-quality video game that Rex is playing. Yeah. Very uh, very good quality video game. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's no wonder that so many kids like Buzz Lightyear because, like, if that video game came out, I would probably be all over that. Oh yeah, it looks better than Legend of Zelda, oh, which was wow. out around this time. Yeah, yeah, like much better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like Woody is like, I'm going on this vacation. I'm going to be gone for three days. Don't forget to change the batteries. Don't forget to you know uh, tell everybody how to what to do if they get swallowed. Like there's an important PSA going out. So like he's basically like. He, he's getting he's kind of freaking out because he's leaving for a couple days and he's also super excited and he lost his hat yeah uh, and he finds his hat and then he's like cool well there was also this really nice uh really funny scene of Bo Peep uh sort of like bringing him in and saying like uh hey I'll miss you or something like that and then she gives him a kiss on the cheek and he's like Bo not in front of Buzz and then she says let him watch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bo Peep. Yeah. What a strange She's being a creep. She's being a real creep. Uh, yeah. She, like, she also is, like, again, the, supposed to be, like, the reasonable one. And she, like, she's, like, you know, just chill out. It doesn't matter if you have a hat or not. Look at your shoe. Andy wrote that. He loves you. You love Andy. It's all about Andy. Don't worry about your hat. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> But yeah, she's been at the same time doing that super weird, like, I don't know, whoever wrote Bo Peep's character, like, <laughs> doesn't understand. Had, like, wildly yeah. understanding. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. She, she's kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they have this really cute scene with the dog. I really like Yeah. It. Yeah. She, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buster? Buster. Buster. Buster, and he comes in. He's like knocking shit over. Uh, Woody gives him a belly rub and says, "You're my favorite dog. You're gonna miss me." And Woody's like training him, and Andy can't can't make him do the stick him up thing that Woody can, which is really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that when I come back. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, and see, he's got five minutes left. What is he gonna do? Uh, obviously, play with his toys. Hell yeah. Um, and 
in the midst of battle or whatever, uh, he he gets his arm torn. Just a little bit, not a lot. You know, yeah. If, if I tore my if I tore my arm that much, uh, I would be in pain, uh, and I probably wouldn't want to go camping. <laughs> but sure, like Woody is 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 down about it, you know, because it means like, hey, maybe now, like he has this like whole dream sequence where he's like, oh shit, now I'm, like he gets put on the shelf where it's dusty, right? And he has a dream sequence where like Andy comes home and is like, oh yeah, you're broken, and throws him in the trash. It's like slow motion and like terrifying, and did, like the toys are dragging him any, down. Do you think there's any symbolism in the fact that all of those cards were Ace of Spades? Um. So I noticed that actually when they were playing, I was like, because I didn't know it was a dream sequence at first, right? So it's right. set up so you don't know that's a dream sequence. And I was like, what the fuck kind of game are they playing with all a whole deck full of Ace of Spades? Like every single card is exactly the same. Like that is that just like a weird Easter egg for nerds like me or like and then like they fall he falls through the ace of spades and there's no, like a, a, a light of of spade coming down into the trash can. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know what the spades symbolism. Like I don't know enough car, about card symbolism, right? But like, well, a spade is like, like a it, shovel, right? Yeah. So it's digging a hole. You're like digging your grave, kind of thing. I, like that's he what went I was to thinking. the trash can. Yeah, the fact yeah. that it was a bunch of spades, and like he falls through into a trash can full of arms. Hi, um, Woody. Kind of sad. Very like a very dark scene. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> it was very visceral. Like I was like, oh god, this. Is... <laughs> This changed quick. <laughs> yeah. And then he wakes up, right? And he's like, oh. And now we know toys sleep, which is cool to know. Um, and there's a Wheezy penguin on the shelf, and his name is Wheezy. His name is Wheezy. Uh, and we learned that that uh, Mom lies uh, to Andy about uh, protecting the toys and saving the toys. Uh, so she told him that she was going to fix them, and Wheezy's just been up on that shelf not being fixed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's fine from a human perspective. It's, like, really terrifying from the, the like, toy perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you gotta imagine this shelf is, like, is like where, where toys go to die, right? Like. That's sort of what is the implied when everybody's like, oh, he's been put on a shelf. Like, oh, God. Like, yeah. it's awful, right? Yeah. Because, like, he can't get down from there and, like, hang out with the other toys because he's not going to be able to get back up there, I think is sort of, like, part of the thing. Yeah. So um, he's, like, also, like, he's sort of sent away from all the other toys, which sucks. Yeah. He doesn't get a chance to, to get back up there, though. He jumps off after uh, Mom sets up the the yard sale stuff and takes Wheezy out to the yard. And he, he jumps down, gets on the dog, and does this, like, super cool 007 type of moves that is very risky for a toy that should not be seen by humans. Um, yeah. I mean, he's much bolder after his first excursion out of the house. Like, the first, like at the beginning of Toy Story 1, they were, like, super scared to ever be seen by humans, right? Yeah. I they were, like, in this movie, they're way more bold. They're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, all of them like, are just, like, We, we just, like, ran cones. around in the middle of the street. Nobody saw us. It's yeah. no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, so, pretty crazy in this one. Yeah. Um, uh, also smart to have a yard sale when uh, 
when Andy's not around, so you can sell some of his crappy toys and stuff. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that penguin that doesn't squeak. Um, yeah. I think that makes sense. So uh, yeah. she she is selling stuff and realizes that Woody is out there in the in a uh, in the yard, uh, and when the crazy chicken man shows up. Um, Dude, this guy's such a fucking asshole. He's a creep. Holy cow. The guy is a creep. Like, he yeah. reminds me, I don't know I don't know if you've seen uh, the, the episode of South Park that's, like, about uh, World of Warcraft. Does, does that ring a bell for you? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay, well, like, so there's an episode of South Park that's about World of Warcraft, and this guy in the episode is, like, killing a bunch of people in World of Warcraft, and it, it turns out that it's just this guy, this fat guy, sitting at his computer, um just like emotionless he looks just like this guy al um he, he every time i see this guy i think man that guy is just such a fucking creep um and he, it's even worse i mean he's he like turns into a chicken his life seems pretty like good though right like he lives right next to work he like uh he owns his own business he's like uh, he's selling toys, which is part of his like uh, his passion. Like he's super into toys. Uh, I don't know. Like it seems like he should be happy, but he just like fucking sucks. <laughs> he's so yeah, unhappy. Well, no, he's like he, he should be happy. You're right. He's he's a man that sells toys. You think that toy sellers would be the happiest people <laughs> on earth? No, this guy is like the fucking worst. He is like he's like adult Sid. He's creating a a version of himself that is the villain. Um. And I I actually do think this is what Sid would be like as an adult, right? Like, he's, he's like, been traumatized by a Woody doll. And so all he wants to do (laughs) is find all of the Woody things and put them in a museum. Um, Uh, He's just super driven by money. He's, like, super, like, I need money. Yeah, but at the same time, it seems fanboyish. It seems like the weirdest, the weirdest fanboy, a very specific fanboy that is like really is, into yeah. this one marionette western show that was in black and white that he only that only had like six episodes on the air it like yeah very weird very specific i don't know no i totally agree with you i totally agree with you i think you're totally right uh i think that he is like obsessive so much so that he literally steals out of the like money drawer so like mom locks woody into the into the cash register and he like creates a diversion and like pops the cash register he like pops the lock he he is he's obsessive he's like actually crazy fanboy he's like to the point that he's got an empty glass case in his home so that woody can go there if he ever were to find whenever he gets found yeah yeah that's fucking nuts are you kidding no this is definitely like the 10th yard sale he's been to today looking for that woody doll yes and he goes every single every single saturday to go look for woody dolls yeah uh so buzz tries to keep up and can't but uh after falling into the street um finds a white feather and uh is able to do some really good (laughs) detective work figuring out that oh he's in a chicken suit that's what this white feather is yeah, and they like fat, like they run his license plate <laughs> through yeah. the like Mister Spell toy. <laughs> take take off his beard. Let's see clean shaven. No, I don't think that looks like him. Yeah, that was a good like CSI <laughs> yeah. wanna be thing. That was funny. Um, 
and then so like we kind of we're gonna do a bunch of jump cuts, right? Because we've like split the the party here. Uh, we uh, we have Bullseye attacks Woody, uh, so Woody gets gets like to the the house, gets put in the glass box. Yeah, and he like Woody jumps out, and Bullseye just jumps on him, basically. So yeah. that's the the giant horse just jumps on Woody, and so does Jesse. And Jesse like is so fucking excited that he like she like gives him a noogie to like say hello. Yeah, like, well, okay. <laughs> this so here's the thing. <laughs> How is he supposed to know them? Like, is he the only Woody? Are all, are all Woody's like buzzes ingra- supposed to be ingrained with this information? Because it seems weird that they just expect that he knows them. Maybe he used to know them before he had his mind swiped. Yeah. Magnets. I don't know. That's a weird, that's a weird theory. Uh, no, I don't think he would know them, right? Like, he no. shouldn't know them. Because these are, like individual things uh individual like yeah like, toys the, uh, these are yeah. these are versions of jesse and bullseye and the prospector that have become individuals because they've had their experiences that they've had like that said they've been literally waiting for the like for this one toy for 30 fucking years so like at least so like it's sure it's a big deal when he shows up yes. right like when it's a like Woody holy cow this up. is our ticket out of here yeah. yeah, when a Woody shows up, not this Woody, right? Like, right, exactly. Th- my thing is, we we have to differentiate. We, like, there's got to be a way to differentiate between. Like, we we've got two buzzes at one point in this movie. Like, what makes that buzz any different than the buzz that we already know? It's that the buzz we already know has had slightly more influences, slightly more experiences, and therefore is a different person. Yeah, these are exact clones of each other, right? But with different experiences. Right. So so, like so who's totally to different. say that this Jesse and this Bullseye and this Prospector would would even know this Woody? You know? Like I I don't know. I think that's just a weird thing that I was thinking about. That was like if if it were a brand new Jesse out of the box, a brand new Bullseye out of the box, would would they be the same way? Would they still be the same person? Oh, I mean, they definitely wouldn't be that excited to see him, right? They right. Like, be like, "Holy shit! Finally!" Like that part uh, wouldn't be there. But they would probably know Woody because, like, yeah, because they're ingrained to know Woody, right? Yeah, I think that you're probably right. I think you're onto something there. Um, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. Like, why aren't all of those Barbies the same person? Granted that some of them are like miami barbie or tour guide barbie or whatever but like yeah it wouldn't it be weird if you like hopped out of your out of your home one day and it was your first day alive but you didn't know it was your first day alive and you were hanging out with 30 other versions of yourself that were exactly the same would that not freak you the fuck out um so I'm assuming it's not their first time doing this they're, they're probably like their first time where all the barbies got together and were like hmm uh this is weird and then after that they all became friends they were like yeah let's let's hang out in the pool party (laughs) i i imagine like there being one barbie that had been been there and hadn't gotten sold before uh that when all of these new shipment of barbie showed up and it's like the elder barbie she's got like a cane and a long white beard that's like (laughs) know your place barbies Welcome! Welcome! You can be yourself Where is the pool party? Yes, we're going to have a pool party. If anybody shows up in a car, you must tour them. 
<laughs> Let me give you the tour. <laughs> I was once a tour guard, Bobby. Now I'm Elder Bobby. <laughs> Everyone's favorite bearded Elder Elder Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I would buy that Barbie. Yeah, why isn't she being sold? I don't understand. <laughs> um, so we we flip back, uh, and they're looking for. They know that that Al the chicken is uh, is who they're looking for. So they go through the the channels looking for the ad. Uh, and this reminded me a lot of you because you flip through channels so fast. I do. Uh, Josh, you're like, click, 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 click. I'm, I literally feel like we've had that conversation where I was like, how can you even tell what's on? And you're like, I can tell. I can tell. I'm going to go back around again. It's faster. <laughs> it's faster to go back around. <laughs> We're already in the 40s. Um, and then they, they, they stop and it's one of them screams, it's the chicken man! Uh, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> the chicken man! <laughs> oh, man. I was wondering where that came from, because I actually, I I feel like I've said that before. I, I've, like, used that, and I was thinking when I said it, what the fuck is that from? I remember, <laughs> I remember screaming, it's the chicken man! And not remembering what the fuck it was from. And, uh... Oh. Sort of like it's dinner time from from uh, it's dinner time from I Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, I say that all Man, the time. I do that literally all the time. And I I know where that one's from <laughs> because I looked it up because I was like, that's such a weird thing to remember from this one movie. Uh, I actually do uh, the thing at the end, like I so I'm a teacher, and at the end of every class, almost every class, when kids are leaving, I'm like, goodbye, goodbye now, bye, bye goodbye now, bye, bye now, goodbye, goodbye now, goodbye now, bye, goodbye, goodbye now. Like yeah. she does at the end of the movie. I thought that was a Snow uh, White like thing. I, that's that's actually where I thought that came from because I also do that. I, I do it all the time. I could not remember where it came from. It was from this. It was from this. Yeah. Tour guide Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Um, yep. <laughs> anyway, something about Chicken Man. Yep. Uh, the toys go on an adventure. Like, well, the male toys go on an adventure. The women toys have to stay home and... I guess tend the sheep. I, I don't know, man. I guess we. The only reason this makes sense is because we already know the male characters more, and like they don't want to spend time developing characters. Like this fucking sucks. Uh, they once again, we uh, suck at like have developing female characters in a Toy Story movie. Uh, this is the second time in a row. Yeah. Did have I explained what the Bechdel test is before? No, I think you should. You mentioned it in the last episode, and uh, yeah. you didn't really clarify. Yeah, so the Bechdel test is like should be like the easiest fucking thing to pass because all it is is that you need to have two named female characters talk to each other at some point during the movie yeah, about anything other than men. They didn't pass this. Yeah, they they didn't pass it two movies in a row. But like the like dumbest like lowest bar ever is to have two female characters talk to each other <laughs> at any point during the movie. And, like, so many movies don't pass it. It's so dumb. Like, like even, like, movies that we think of with, like, strong female characters, like um, Harry Potter Deathly Hallows 2 doesn't have doesn't pass the Bechdel test. You have a whole lot of strong female characters, and they just, like, never talk to each other for some reason. Uh, no. And it's just, like, soup. Uh, Bellatrix and, and the Weasley's mom say, like, a couple of words to each other. They say, like, 
Stay, yeah, stay sure. away from they my like, daughter, you bitch. They, it's like a quip. Does that count as a conversation? I don't know. Like, definitely not. Like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, there's like you have like it's such a like it's a weird thing that we have in movies like still where like female characters just like don't talk to each other uh, about anything yeah. other than men. So like the the third rule is that it can't be about like men. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, it's just like a really easy test to pass that like tons of movies don't, and it's like really dumb. Um, anyway, uh, and this one also doesn't, and like that is because in this one there are again like really bad like stereotypes around women, and like like Jesse's character is probably the best female character to come out of a Toy Story movie yet. Yeah. Uh, for one and two, um, yeah. and and I. She got more developed throughout this movie, and so like there is hope, but like it still it still sucks at this point. Yeah, she she is um, especially at the end when she like does the thing that Buzz normally does, like flying down the the Hot Wheels track and like doing all this really awesome acrobatics and aerobics and stuff. Like it's clear that she's a very strong character, a str- very strong female character. I would, but been... even then, like she's almost doing it like. Like, they almost use her as, like, a, oh, this would be something that Buzz would like, and, like, Buzz would be attracted to. Like, it was super weird that she was, like, that, that like, Buzz being attracted to her at the end, like, threw me for a whole loop. Yeah, I, just, like, I don't, did not see that coming. I don't think I was it's like, necessary. like, what the fuck? Right? Like, she could be an independent character and not have a love interest. I think that's within her ability as a character. And they hadn't done any work to set that up. They just, like, Buzz just was, like, came up to him and was, like, stumbling like an idiot. And, like... <laughs> it was so weird. I was yeah. like, where did this come from? It's like last minute of the movie. Yeah, kind of unnecessary. <laughs> we... um, anyway. So anyway, all of the male characters go uh, on an adventure to save uh, Woody. Because, <laughs> because he did it for Buzz. Yep. Um, uh, the, we learn about the, like, uh, uh, the, like, Woody TV show and stuff at this point. This is, like, where Woody is, like, learning about his own past. Uh, the, like, thermoses and the lunchboxes in his TV show and stuff. The uh, snake in his boot. Yeah. So, so like... I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, he, like... At this point, he's like, nah, man, I'm still... I'm still gonna have to go and hang out with Andy. Um, like, this is this is cool and all, but, like... Andy is like my person, and I gotta, I gotta stay with my person. And Jesse gets super mad, right? She's like, she, she gets into like, like has a mental breakdown. Like she's like, I can't go to storage again. I can't go to storage again. Um, how could you do this to us? Like at this person, like that she's only just met, uh, and like she's freaking the fuck out. Like whenever the, the the human guy comes back out, she's like afraid to jump back in the box because like, uh, and she, like. Prospector P has to say, like, I promise you'll see daylight again. Because she's been in storage for so long. Yeah. I think that she's... Well, it, we'll get to her backstory in a minute. I'm, I'm not gonna go there. She she is definitely, like, traumatized. Um, yeah. I... I don't know how to feel about this scene, right? Like, he, he is right. He he is like, yeah, I got stolen. I'm I have a, a home. I've got friends. I'm gonna go back there, but at the same time, yeah, they are kind of right. Like one one of the big themes of this movie that I picked up, and they even they address it at the end. They sort of resolve it is 
we're not going to be played with forever. What, like, at some point, Andy's going to grow up. And what happens when I when I break or when when Andy grows up and doesn't want to play with me anymore? What happens? Am I going to end up like Jesse, um, afraid to go into a box because I, I, I can't because I'll be traumatized? And yeah, it's it's an interesting thing for me, because would you rather if, if you are a, a toy, would you rather be played with and then discarded or be viewed and admired from a distance but never be played with forever um so yeah this is really interesting and also like from a me as a seven-year-old at the time that this came out watching this movie like it made me really guilty when i like i felt guilty when i didn't play with the toys like if i ever put them in a box or something i felt weird about that yeah uh this this movie actually like did some weird things to my brain uh for like seven and eight year old Tony trying to figure out like what am I supposed to do with these toys I have to play with them forever yeah <laughs> there's like that scene where he's like are, are you going to take them to college is Andy going to take you to college or on your honeymoon and I was like yes I will I'll do that for <laughs> you Mr. Piggy I'll do that for you Mr. Piggy I got your back <laughs> you want to tell everybody about because Mr. I Piggy I felt like super guilty about like not like about like leaving my toys behind because this movie like does do some weird things there where it's like yeah actually it's it is fine for people to for kids to grow up right like that is okay um and i wonder how they're going to address that in a future movie yeah i I think it is set up right that that idea is set up um yeah thinking about how how it feels to be passed on passed over like to, Mm -hmm. to to not have a kid anymore um and you would think that Woody yeah. would have already had that experience if, if he's as old as we assume him to be. Yeah. Um, but I guess not, right? Or he, he got his memory wiped, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really I like this scene. I think that it's an interesting setup for a, a larger theme that maybe we'll get to in another movie. Um, yeah, and also it's a little bit in this movie. Like, it starts to address it in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it does. And and they do address it at the end. At the very end of the movie, they, they're, they like, staring out the window. Um, him and Buzz are staring out the window, and they're like, um, yeah, you know, we're going to... What are we going to do when he's he's gone? Well, we're going to enjoy our time with him, and then uh, and that'll be worth, for, worth it, because we, we did our job we did our due diligence and we we made this kid happy and then we'll literally live for eternity hanging out together in some box somewhere yeah <laughs> right well, they, they, they'll still have each other but they won't be with andy so i guess the question They're... then is will will the love that they experience with andy persist if will they live forever yeah or will they become it's corrupt? a great question it's a really good question, who I, and I don't know the answer to. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I really like I that theme. Know. That's all I'm saying. I, I think that that's a really good theme for this movie. It is, and I think that, like, like I said, it was actually like important to me as a kid. Like, it was like I was invested in that theme. Yeah. Um, Al calls a guy about the arm that got pulled off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I'm excited, to, like to talk about jerry um jerry because 
Jerry from Gerald's game, which we've already talked about uh, on this show before, uh, comes to paint uh, and sew back together Woody. And that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. One of his personalities. I did not, not see that come. Yeah. It's like split. One of one of his personalities that isn't uh, a monster. Um. <laughs> is a toy. Is a toy uh, cleaner. Yeah. Toy cleaner. Toy toy uh, fixer. So, what do you think that like while like the reason why he couldn't come that night, he had to wait till the next morning, is because he was uh, he was actually playing chess at that time, or yeah, was he, was he out like in the park playing chess with himself? <laughs> Middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, trying to uh, win back his teeth. Um, so it, it, we, <laughs> he cleans Woody, he paints over the name Andy, and I think. I don't know if there's something to that because it seems like after that is when Woody gives up hope a little bit. Um, maybe like... well, so right after that he actually tries to escape and uh, and Prospector, but it's made to look like it's Jesse. Uh, turns on the like, TV, yeah. Turns on the TV and like actually like fucks up his escape plan, right? Yeah. Um, and Woody blames Jesse, and they have, like, this whole big fight, which is actually kind of funny, because she, Woody just getting his ass kicked. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny that she, oh, no. she says, like, uh, go back to Andy. It's all he ever talks about. What, you just met him, like, four hours ago. What do you mean, all he ever talks about? Can I... This is actually really important to me, Josh. Sure. Why is Bullseye eating the cheesy fingers? Can... Can these toys ingest things? I mean, maybe. He's licking those fingers like, really good. He's licking the fingers. Is he actually like is he actually getting any of the cheese or is he just doing that because he thinks that's what horses are supposed to do? I think he might actually be ingesting that cheese dust. Wow, that's so weird, right? Yeah. No, like, I mean do, I agree with do you. Do toys eat? Huh. I don't think Whoa. they need to eat. I think they can eat. I don't know, man. So, but, like, in any case, it was wild. Yeah, it was weird, for sure. Um, so, the the uh, the rescue party uh, is trying to go to Al's toy barn uh, at the same time as this is happening. Um, and they, <laughs> I love the crossing the street scene because throughout, like, a theme throughout these movies is that, like, the toys are causing a lot of chaos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the background that, like, humans can't, like... Like, oh, you know, like, it starts with, like, little stuff. Like, oh, you must have left your toys laying about. Like, you just lost them. And they're actually, like, having an adventure. Yeah. Uh, but it goes to, like, really big things, like... <laughs> people dying in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> people literally dying in the streets. Like, giant wrecks, car wrecks are happening because okay. of these toys crossing the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, the reason why uh, Sid's dog like got sent to the pound was because of these toys like <laughs> like all these terrible things <laughs> are happening because the toys are are not following the rules um <laughs> yeah i like i like the scene inside Al's toy barn like i we've talked a, little, a lot about it already but like i just like the exploring uh i like i like all the toys like t- like causing again tons of mayhem and damage and stuff like that all around the store that the toy people have to pick up yeah like that's all really fun to me um do you want to talk about new buzz i do want to talk about new buzz um he 
<laughs> he he traps old Buzz in uh in his own case and uh acts pretty much like Buzz did the entire last movie. Um Yeah. He's very friendly. Um it doesn't want to immediately kill these newcomers. He wants to instead find Zerg. Um Well it- he might have actually started shooting at them immediately, like uh, like old Buzz did, but because uh, <laughs> because Rex says, "I know how to defeat Zerg," and he's talking about the video game. <laughs> yeah, like Buzz is like, "Oh hell yeah, let's do that!" Uh, and he tells so he them jumps that on. there's a how to the secret entrance into Zerg's chamber, and it's like, "Oh, let me write that down." <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, I think that new Buzz is very funny. He's like, and, and I, I think this was the case for old Buzz as well. That like things just sort of work out for him. Thing, things happen very luckily for him in general. He like, yeah, he's super confident, and it just like things it, seem to go his way. Yeah, yeah, things things go his way because he's confident. And like when he they're climbing up the side of the elevator, and he's like, I'm going to let go. Uh, and he's got this the anti-gravity thing on he lets go <laughs> and the elevator just happens to be coming up and he does it uh, and it stops yeah. right where they want to stop and it's like fuck man that's such bullshit <laughs> yeah it's really good it, that is really funny to me yeah uh, <laughs> um, in any case uh, Zerg also got free at the same time uh and they see Andy get captured and like taken across the street to right. uh, the the tower, and so they are chasing him across the street to the tower. That's why they're going up the ele- elevator, and Zerg is following them, which is going to come in really handy. Did you say um, Andy? Andy got captured. Uh, no, I definitely said Woody. I don't. Think I definitely he, I think would not have said Andy. I'm and sure nobody's allowed Andy. to rewind. Nobody's allowed to rewind this podcast to find out that I made a mistake okay. um, because I didn't. Um, Al's going to Japan with all the toys and Woody chooses not to go back to Andy there's a moment before any of his friends show up where Woody's about to leave and like basically says bye Jesse uh, and Jesse's like pouting because she's going to be put back in storage for 40 more years and Woody's like oh, I can't do this and he like says I'll stay with you guys and he's like super committed to that and again like I think you're right it's more because he's like committed to the people, yeah, than because he's committed to like the idea of staying in a museum forever. But I think he was sort of swayed by like the the logic of uh, prospectors, like you are eventually going to stop being played with, right? Yeah, I I think I think there were a lot of factors at play. I I think there was a yeah. lot of things that sort of made that decision easier for him. Um, I will say I think it's still weird that it's been like. 24 hours and he decided that he was going to stay um yeah i agree it's a weird character choice certainly yeah um uh i i, I don't know I, that's just one of those weird things for me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna question it i'm not gonna say anything weird about it but i it, it bothered me to say the least it, it did me too like he, he he quickly turned uh turned around that is a, a gun again for like plot development i think more than sure. anything um, Here's my because, other thing. Like it does. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say because it doesn't like do like it doesn't make sense really for his, the same character that we saw in Toy Story One. Right. Here's my thing. Is what I was what I was going to say, 
why not just look up Woody on Amazon? Well, it's 1999. Did Amazon exist? eBay for sure did. Hold on. <laughs> Let's find out. Do, do, do. When did eBay start? 1995. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Look up a Woody doll on eBay. Amazon start. 2002. 2002. All right. So Amazon wasn't around, but eBay was. Was I right? Did well, you, no. Did that, was I no, right? you're super wrong. 1994. Amazon was actually Fuck. first. Whoa. But it was probably just books at that point. Yeah, I don't think that was that was right. I was thinking 2002. All right. I, I guessed wrong on that one. I was right on the first one. Uh, this is our podcast about uh, tech giants. <laughs> when did all of these shipping, uh, these, these online purchasing things start? Let's do, uh, what else is there? No, 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 we're done. Ebates. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz Lightyear and the gang. Buzz Lightyear's and the gang show up uh, at uh, to like to save Woody. Woody's being tickled, tortured, and so they like come in guns blazing and like attack, which is really good. Slinky is really good in a fight because he can just like wrap everybody up uh, compared to like you know the bullseye who is really fast tony he's fighting tony yeah i think we're doing a disservice to our listeners i think that oh no what i think that quality quality radio quality audio mediums take yeah. time and look things up on the internet so i think we should continue to do that you want me to you want me to pause and, and google when google came out Yes, I think that's quality radio. There should be at least a, a several minute pause in between. Um, hmm. can we agree to disagree? <laughs> as long as there's a pause. All right. All right, I'm satisfied. Excellent. And did everybody look it up during that pause? Probably, maybe. Some, Probably. Some did. Yeah. Somebody did. I don't know. First rule of radio. Uh, first rule of radio. <laughs> leave pauses for people to Google when Google was... <laughs> Yeah. This is a really specific rule of, of radio, Josh. I actually have never heard this one. Yeah, it's the first rule. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, like, don't convince Woody to come with them. Woody's like, no, I'm not going to come. Uh, there's also, like, a funny, who's the real buzz? And it was really obvious right away because one of them is delusional. <laughs> one of them's like... <laughs> <laughs> like one of them's uh, like, there's... yeah, I can breathe without my helmet on, of course. <laughs> Because I don't have lungs. Because I don't have lungs. <laughs> um, but apparently I have a digestion system. I don't understand it. Whatever. Um, w he says, Woody, you aren't a collector's item. You are a toy. You're a child's plaything. He like he repeats the thing that Woody told Buzz when Buzz was delusional. Yeah. So this is like sort of like the reverse, right? Where where Woody is like taking on the role that Buzz had. Like, you belong with kids. You belong to be loved by kids. And if, like, I came to save the kid, the person who, who loved being loved by kids, and if you're not that person, then we need to leave. And that's basically what happens. And Woody, like, thinks back, and he's, like, uh, on the TV, You've Got a Friend in Me starts playing. Apparently, Woody wrote that song, which is really great. Uh, like, that's why he knows it, which is awesome. And uh, he, he's like, you're right past me tv me i should go back and love my friends 
and then he he runs and he's like oh let me save jesse too she would like friends too which is like what they should have done at the beginning whatever yeah, that should have been the first <laughs> instinct take all of these people with back with me yeah like y'all don't want to be in a museum that sucks come on come I, on although i think i would probably be pissed i don't they don't resolve this at the end of this movie but i would be pretty pissed if this collection of things that's worth like forty thousand dollars or more just sort of disappeared out of my suitcase one day um i think i would be probably pretty angry right so he didn't like insure it or anything right so like when he put when he checks that bag that bag is like going through going through the airport and stuff and like he just like lost it they probably will replace like some amount of value but they are not going to give you like forty thousand dollars just because you said that the stuff in there was worth forty thousand dollars i don't imagine yeah right yeah, uh, I, I, I I'm sure they got some money back from or it, or like what. yeah maybe maybe airfare miles or something like that. Yeah, he's he's sad. He's a sad sad guy. Yeah, I would be pretty <laughs> upset. <laughs> but he also stole Andy, so stole from uh stole from Andy. Stole and Andy. I'm calling Woody Andy. Why do I keep doing that? What the fuck is wrong with me? I know Whatever. you didn't do that. Nobody is rewinding. <laughs> don't rewind i didn't say anything wrong ever <laughs> uh, i wonder if you did that in the first um, one i need to go back and listen now i probably did <laughs> um, like like let's be real i do i probably say shit that's wrong all the time and i'm just confident like buzz lightyear and stuff good happens around me i i actually did catch one when i was listening back to the first step the the first toy story i said buzz lightning yeah uh, so I was going to make a Did joke. Did I say Buzz Lightning? Buzz Lightning. Why the fuck do you let me podcast with you, Josh? No, I said <laughs> what are you doing? I said Buzz Lightning. Oh, why the fuck do, you, do I let you podcast with me, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a funny joke about Buzz Lightning McQueen. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, I couldn't find a setup for it, so... I said it. That's uh, my, I mean, that was that was really good, though. That was my joke. That was, yeah, that was my joke. That was nice. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we get to have a cool battle scene between Zerg and Buzz. Uh, and he says, Buzz, Buzz does the whole, you killed my father. No, I am your father. <laughs> we get says, it. No, Star Wars. Oh, it's Star Wars. Ah. Um, and then the elevator music is Bugs Life, which is nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Rex defeats Zerg. He, he knocks Zerg off the thing with his tail. And Buzz does the... like a lot of stuff happening here. Father! He, he Father! Does, he like leans down like Luke does. <laughs> um, and then at the end, then we see, like the last time we see new Buzz is like him catching, playing catch with Zerg, which is really funny. Like, hey, me and my dad are going to hang out. Like, He's a swell like guy. The, He's just a swell guy. We just have a lot of catching up to do, which is fair because this Zerg is actually not destroying the world. He's just a toy. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine with me. <laughs> so uh, what's next? What what else? What happens? I mean, like at this point, they're going to the airport, right? The toys drive to the airport using the Pizza Planet. This is where, this is where the toys like doing stuff that people should do goes way off the rails, right? Like, walking across the street in cones is one thing. They literally are driving. <laughs> and it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, probably not breaking breaking most of the rules in this case. 
Yeah, definitely not not allowed. Um, they stopping at a red light. More people. <laughs> Stop at a red light. The guy in the car next looks over and says, "Like, oh, there's a Buzz Lightyear uh, driving this car. <laughs> Somebody's fucking with me. <laughs> it's gotta be a joke." Am I on punked? It's punked around in 1999. I, man, I'm not googling it. <laughs> quality radio, Tony. It's so quality. Every is allowed to Google it right now. Okay, and so <laughs> tweet us and let us know because I'm curious now. <laughs> and we're not gonna do it. I'm not gonna look it up. Um, I refuse. The aliens, the aliens who are like the 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 mirror, not like the mirror hang thing. Uh, say use the wand of power, and then they like to like make it put it into drive, uh, and then they go flying out the window and. Uh, Mr. Potato's head saves them, which is important because now he's their father. I was thinking about this uh, after the last episode, where like these these like religious zealots of the the green aliens. Um, mm-hmm. I was picturing. I was thinking about a movie here. I'm, I'm going to pitch you a movie, Tony. Pitching you in. Can okay, do it? Um, so picture this, okay? Okay. Uh, this it's a, it's a story about a little green alien toy that gets picked by picked by god to go um to go with him right to to go and sure. experience pure happiness experiences Got it. Uh, a dog attacking it um okay uh and and it's like the worst experience ever um but he eventually makes his way back to the to the 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 claw machine goes back inside tells everyone right tells everyone like okay. hey it's not what we thought and like there's like there's like fighting factions of little green aliens that are, some are like he's a heretic right <laughs> okay and we, we don't believe him he's a heretic he's a liar and then there's another faction that's like what if our entire religion is wrong um okay tell so so you know there's a lot of stuff there really tell me tell me give me give me give me uh, really lay it on me your, your, okay. your thoughts so I actually was thinking about this too. I kind of thought of it like kind of like Lost. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm rewatching Lost for the first time ever. So I watched it when it was out, and I'm rewatching it now. Right. And so it's on my mind. So uh, at this point, it feels like Lost is hell, um, or like the island is hell. Right. And I think the the little green alien who is like in Sid's house for the first time in this super weird environment where things look way different than what he's used to and stuff. Right. And everything is way different. Uh, is he? He has real. He's realizing now that he is in hell, right? And if he goes back to the claw machine, and like he wouldn't tell anybody because it's like too crazy to believe. Mm. So he yeah. he he and like eventually he can't hold it in, so he tells his close friend, um, John Locke, alien, yeah, alien John Locke, yeah, um, yeah. and changes his way of thinking too yeah uh but maybe alien john locke goes and tells everyone else that he's a heretic and then there's like warring okay cool love it let's do it i'm, I'm so into this <laughs> like honestly i i i that's the movie i want that's the the movie i picture um the 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 next toy story movie should be like war among the aliens huh yeah i'm into it oh my god 
<laughs> oh wait, actually, I'm I'm uh, I I was googling all the while um just now, and I noticed that that's exactly the plot of uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Cadet. Um, so, uh, you know. Oh shit. We're, we're a little oh, late really? to the punch. Is it actually? It's not. No. <laughs> Dude, you can you almost convinced me to do this movie. I was like, oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we should watch that. Um, huh? I should have just lied and said it was so that we could watch it. <laughs> oh shit all right is there any more to this Here's movie we'll, I, okay like there's the airport scene right there's like they there's the airport scene they like they capture stinky pete they save woody they save jesse uh and stinky pete gets like put into a barbie doll backpack and so now stinky pete is going to be uh, played with, and finally learned that it's fun to be a toy, uh, which is going to be great for him, really. Um, but it might be sort of hellish for a little while because he seems not very into it. No, I, I think he just doesn't <laughs> want to get drawn on. Um, yeah, which because he was in mint condition, so like I get that. Um, in any case, uh, he, Bullseye has to ride like the wind so that way Buzz and Woody can save Jesse. Um, and like they, this movie makes uh, airplane cargo leader loaders look like assholes, and Connor's an airplane cargo loader uh, for a lot of his life. And uh, Connor Love, who's been on this show, right. uh, and he's not an asshole, and he takes very professional care of, of the things that he loads onto planes. I'm sure. Um, so just a just a reminder, everyone. Uh, don't make fun of uh, airplane cargo loaders. They're not all assholes. Well, okay. So so quick question. I don't know if you've had yeah. this discussion with Connor. I imagine you probably have. Um, yeah, how, I talk a lot about airplane cargo loading. Well, how how often does he find um, toy cowboys that are hanging out of boxes, out of suitcases? Ooh, yeah. So if if he did, he probably would not have just like shoved it back into the box and kept it moving. Okay. Um, he if the box had been open, he'd been like, "Oh shit, pull this aside. Let's see if we can find the toys." Yeah, something else is probably missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they make airplane cargo loaders look like huge assholes, and I know one, and they and he's not an asshole at all. Yeah. Um, and Bullseye runs as fast as a plane, and uh, they <laughs> escape, and they get home. They learn a lesson by about the luggage loader. Yeah, they learn a lesson about being um, being toys and being loved, and that they will probably be uh, they will have to be without Andy at some point, and then they'll be together for infinity and beyond. And it's very cute Aww. and a very nice ending. And also, you have to wonder, what does a toy do with eternity? Uh, this is the same question that I worry about with, with Angel and, and Spike and, like, how they're going to, how they live forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're probably going to learn, like, be grandmasters at chess or something, right? Like, yeah. That's what I would do. That's probably what I, I, would I would read a lot of books. Probably I would read a lot. I'd get really good at specific things. Yeah, I would probably learn yeah. a couple more languages, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, um, that's not foreshadowing nah. for the third movie. Uh, Buzz definitely, <laughs> Buzz definitely doesn't learn Spanish. Um, oh really? Does Buzz learn Spanish? Yeah, I've only seen the third movie once. Uh, this is gonna be really fun for me. Yeah, I really um, like the third one. I mean, I what third one? There's a third one. What? No, what? A fourth one with, Two weeks with a Keanu Reeves doll. Coming to you soon. What? 
two weeks from now. Oh boy. Um, Toy Story three bloopers. There's bloopers at the end. This is like the first Toy Story. Yeah, there's bloopers. bloopers. So that's exciting. Uh, there's a Bugs Life blooper. It's really funny. Um, yeah. There's, I like the bloopers. There's a couple of really good ones. There's a funny joke that Kelsey Grammer makes that's maybe below his normal brow about Sinky Pete farting in the box. Um, yeah. That, that seems a little bit below Kelsey Grammer, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, um, were, and then, were there and any then, other good uh, ones? She says, goodbye, goodbye now, bye, goodbye now, bye, yeah. goodbye. And the moral of the story is... What? Um, if you are a horse, a toy horse, maybe you should learn to talk in English. Okay, so a lot of your morals are... So your moral for the last one was that dinosaurs shouldn't learn how to talk, right. but horses should? Well, I have seen how it affects Rex, right? The, the identity crisis, how it affects Rex. Um, it, it, to this point, in the second movie, we see his story arc really evolve. And he has to. He wants to become more like Buzz. He wants to become more human, uh, but uh, a more like uh, assertive human, right? He wants to be more like yeah, Buzz. Yeah. That's very assertive and very yeah. active, and can like can save people. Um, Hell yeah! Which I think is him figuring out who he is, which is still still an uh, aggressive kind of dinosaur figure, but more human, more more emotionally capable. So you actually think that the moral that you chose for the last movie should be amended to everyone should learn English yeah. or like learn how to talk in, in some language in any case. Yeah. If you are an, uh, uh, an animal, maybe learn to speak. Huh. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something along the lines of like um, love is the most important thing. It's like literally the exact same moral as the first movie. Uh, <laughs> sure because it's it's really a similar thing where like they're trying to convince woody to um to to stay with Andy. like be yeah. who he actually is yeah um but it does bring in a little bit more gray area and i'm excited about that i really am i think the other moral um, is 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 make sure that if you're going to check a candle that you you uh if you're going to light a candle that you check to make sure it's not dynamite first yeah, uh, another good moral is if you're going to uh, check baggage and it's like worth forty thousand dollars. Yeah, get a um, receipt. Yeah, you probably should get a yeah get some insurance. Like, definitely do something. Like I I don't know. Like maybe or Connor can carry on apply to this carry on or something. Yeah, or bring it on the plane. Yeah, sure. It's not a very big um, box. Put everything else in the in 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 the the bottom. Yeah, of the I plane. wonder. Like that's a big that's a big blow to to poor Al there. I mean, it, it wasn't well thought through, certainly. Uh, I just assumed that he, he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants there. But uh, that, that's got to suck, you know? Yeah, I would be pretty angry. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's, like, crying at the end. It's very sad. Um, yeah. I would be sad. Yeah. You also would have been a thief, so. Yeah, I, I probably would have held on to it. Or just <laughs> looked for a new Woody doll on Amazon. Um, yeah. Instead of which at that stealing, point sold books, stealing from a child. Um, <laughs> so that that's Toy Story two. That was it. Um, yeah. That this movie was an hour and a half long, and we've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. So uh, that that's, yeah. that's all we got for you. You can check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Front Porch Disney. You can find me on Twitter at Front Porch Josh. You can find me on Twitter too at Front Porch Tony. And you can find us on iTunes. 
uh, leave us a rating and subscribe and leave a review. All of that stuff really helps us to grow. And uh, I don't think there's anything else other than we've got a couple of big episodes coming up for um, for our two-year uh, anniversary of doing this show. Uh, and also for our, we do a shorts episode every year starting last year. So not really every year. Um, uh, we're going to be doing it again is what I should say. And uh, that'll be fun. We've got a couple of really cool guests for that. And I think that is it. Tony, you want to sing a song about a rootin'est tootin'est guy? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, do it. You got a friend no. in me. Don't, 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 don't. You got a friend in me. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye now. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye now. Goodbye. Are they, are they gone? Are they, are they all gone? Oh, how I love to linger here like this. Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you All I want Hey Dawn, remind me again how most people watch TV shows? Really? That's silly, Rachel. They watch them the totally normal way. They start at episode one, and then they move on to two and three and so on. Hmm... Okay, I was thinking for our Quantum Leap podcast, Beckett to the Future, we could try something different. Different, you say? Yeah, different. Like, what if we watch the episodes in chronological order of the dates that Sam Beckett leaps to? Would we still discuss all the cringeworthy moments, review all the historical accuracy and inaccuracies, and do detailed reviews of Al's outfits? Of course. Won't it be heckin' confusing, though? Of course. Okay, let's do it. Listen to Beckett to the Future, a Quantum Leap podcast, every Thursday on iTunes and BeckettFuturePod.com. Oh, boy.